As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fiji International Golf Tournament returns. Roy Krishna has high hopes for the new Wellington Phoenix campaign and rugby league history to be made in Samoa. But first, the New Zealand Samoan heavyweight boxer Joseph Parker will now line up for a world title fight after beating Alexander Dimitrenko in controversial circumstances in Manukau. Parker won by technical knockout in the third round after flooring Dimitrenko with a right hook to the body. However, he threw the punch when his opponent had one knee on the canvas, which is against the rules. Parker's trainer Kevin Barry spoke to reporters post-fight, along with promoter Dean Lonigan and the man himself, Joseph Parker. Barry says despite the controversy, it was the 24-year-old's best performance in over a year. He was out there to hurt the guy, having him down first round, second round, knock him out in the third. Uh, you know, very good performance and one I'm very excited about. And I think that firmly puts us back on track um, and puts Joseph in a very good mental state moving forward to these bigger fights. Kevin, what did you make of the punch that finished the fight? Uh, which one? Because I think he was finished when he knocked him out and down in the first round. You know, for me, that was the end of the fight. And it matter it was just a matter of time after that. I said to Joe after the first round, this guy will keep trying. You have to keep beating him down. But, you know, I, was, I felt comfortable after that first knockdown that uh, the fight was ours and it was only a matter of time until Joe... We know Joe's a great finisher. When he hurts you, he's going to get you out of there. And, uh, you know, he got him out there in the third round. I mean, it looked like a convenient out, but he was complaining of being hit while he had a, uh, a knee on the ground. Yeah, I know, but let's, let's remember that was the third time he'd been down. So, have you got the rule is, is a, is a ten-count, guy's knocked out, fights Joseph Park, and we move on. Joe, can we get your reaction to that? Yeah, I, no, I, like I said, um, uh, when we first talked, uh, when I first got back, I felt felt great. I felt like there was a spark that I, that I got back. I didn't feel this sharp you know, in the last, like, here, say, three or four performances, but I feel like, you know, the training that we've done, we've got the right balance. You know, we sparred a lot of rounds. And with the sparring, you know, Kevin was teaching me how to do things with tall opponents, and I felt like in the beginning of the sparring camp, I was getting hit a few times, and I was still learning my craft at the end. We looked like the, the, everything was flowing nicely. And I felt like uh, tonight I was uh, starting to get my, my groove on and then you know, just put him with a nice shot. So. The, uh, the head movement was noticeable in this fight. How happy were you with the head movement? Oh, it's, it's, head movement is one of those things you keep, you've got to keep working on. And I, I felt like I, I moved my head a lot tonight, but there's still a lot of improvement. There's still a lot of movement there, there to come, really. <clears throat> when you take him in the first round, you smile. That's a sign of hurt. When you smile, <laughs> you're, you're trying to pretend that you're not really hurt, but really you're, stu- you're stunned. 
So you knew you had him almost straight off? Well, as soon as I knocked him down, I knew that I had him. Just looked over to Kev, and Kev was saying, you know, relax, take your time, don't rush into it. And then one of those times, if you rush into it, you get caught. So trying to relax and just pick my shots, and uh, I was hoping to catch him with a really nice one. How much confidence does this uh, result and performance give you, Joe? It gives me a lot of confidence. Um, I mean, my confidence started in training camp when I sparred those big guys and was able to you know, have good movement and, and able to you know, release the combos that we we're practicing in the gym. And with this fight, you know, um, it's just showing that everything we're working on in the gym is, 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 uh, is correct. And uh, you know, we're on our way to the top to fight, fighting those other big guys. Uh, so it's 1st of October today, you know, when, ideally when would you like your next fight? You're thinking November, is that somewhere? Oh look, obviously it's been well mooted that the uh, Joshua fight is down for November 26. Uh, the IVF is yet to um, order that fight. As Joseph is a mandatory, that will come out November 9. It's been well documented, of course, that uh, they're chasing hard for Klitschko. So what ha would happen from here is we're going to fight either November 26 or maybe December. You know, we've got one more fight to finish the year and uh, I'd like to think it's going to be for the world title one way or another. And, um, you know, Joseph put in a stunning performance today, as he has for the last three and a half years along with coach Kevin Barry. You know, we've got him to a point where he's number one in the WBO, he's number one in the IBF, one of them is mandatory, the other one's about to be stripped of their title. So it's fair to say we couldn't be in a stronger position and going forward we'll sit down as a team and make a decision as to which way we go. I think it'd be pretty fantastic if we could bring a heavyweight title here to New Zealand but at the end of the day we'll just see what opportunities uh, arise from tonight's victory because a lot of uh, the discussions with Eddie Hearn in particular sort of slowed down while I guess Eddie was waiting to see what happened tonight. I'll be fascinated to see if Eddie Hearn is, 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 is as interested to have Joseph Parker get in the ring right now with Anthony Joshua. My gut feel is he probably won't be. Do you want to ring Eddie now? Has he got his number? I have got his number. We'll talk to Eddie at a later date. Actually, to be fair, he did send an email or an email earlier on. Says, "Mate, good luck. Hope it goes well tonight." So, you know, he's obviously in Joseph's corner. He wants to see. It's good for heavyweight boxing that Joseph Parker comes through like he did tonight. All of a sudden, you've got a hot new heavyweight on the block. He's been three and a half years in the making, and today was his coming out party to me, along with, you know, his very hard fight against Carlos Tackham only two fights ago. So. I, I can't be, you know, David Higgins and myself couldn't be proud of the job that both Joe and Kev are doing. You know, we're doing our stuff outside the ring, they're doing their stuff inside the ring, and, uh, you know, very soon we'd like to think we're going to have a brand new heavyweight champion of the world emanating out of New Zealand. Yeah, you know, I think over the next couple of weeks we're going to have a lot of talk about what's coming up. But I think, like, all you guys have seen a lot of boxing now. We've had a lot of fights over the last three and a half years. You've watched the development. You've watched Joe on performances that aren't good. You know it was a good performance tonight. That's what we should be focusing on. That's, that should be the story, that Joseph Parker looked bloody great tonight, that he moved his head better than any other fight in his 21 professional fight career, that he was able to get to the body on a big guy, that he was able to knock a guy down three times in three different rounds, a guy who'd only lost two fights in 15 years. Joe, you think that performance prepares you for a world title shot now? I, you know, I'm happy with the performance and I... Well, I'm happy that it's, uh, I got to fight a big guy and of course it's going to prepare me well for the, you know, the world title. We're just going to sit down now as a team, celebrate and discuss what, what's there to come in the future. That's Joseph Parker reflecting on his 21st consecutive professional victory against Alexander Dimitrenko. Parker's younger brother John Parker also had a win on the undercard as did Junior Farr. The Fiji International Golf Tournament tees off this week with more big names and record prize money on offer. Vijay Singh is again expected to lead at the local charges, while Brandt Snedeker is fresh from helping the United States regain the Ryder Cup. 
CEO of the PGA of Australia, Brian Thorburn, says the third tournament at Natandola Bay is set to be the best yet. The first year we played it was you know, a big learning experience, creating all of the infrastructure and you know, everything from ropes and toilets and grandstands and marquees and a whole array of things. But this is now our third one, so we're, we're, we've got all that sorted out. This year the theme we've adopted is bigger, bolder, better. We're bigger in terms of prize money. We've gone down from one to five million up to one point five million, an increase of about thirty percent. Due to our co-sanctioning of the European Tour, we've got a much bigger uh, broadcast platform. We're better in the context of the field. We've got seven uh, former PGA Tour winners, you know, ranging from Vijay Singh, Brant Snedeker, Drew Weekly, Heath Slocum, Robert Allenby, Peter Lonard, and Steve Bowdick. And then, you know, a ton of other players. We've got, you know, defending champion, Steve Jeffers from 2014, Jared Lyle. So it's a great field. It's a much better field. And the co-sanction with Europe has made it a better tournament as well. And uh, obviously good timing with Brant Snedeker, obviously playing a, a good role there for the USA in their Ryder Cup victory. Yeah, absolutely. Great player, and yeah, congratulations to him and the US team on their victory. Of course, there'd be a, a lot of local supporters and golf fans around the region too that would love to have 2016 as the year, a Fijian finally triumphs. I know that Dinesh Chan, for example, got here three or four days early to practice, and you know, Vijay's you know, very keen on getting his name on the trophy. So um, no, it'll be a great tournament. We've appointed a number of ambassadors to help us promote the tournament. We've got George Gregan here, former Wallaby great, doing a rugby clinic and also playing the Pro-Am. We've got Fiji Airways has brought Jared Hayne in. He's one of their ambassadors. We've got Asaya, the captain of the uh, of the Olympic gold medal Fiji Sevens team, also involved. We've got Miss World Fiji. Any idea what their golfing is like? Well, George Gregan's a single-figure marker, so he's a very good golfer. I'm not so sure about Asaya and Miss World CG, but I believe Jared Haynes got a, a reasonable golf game. And he's pretty good at all, all sorts of ball games, isn't he, Jared? And so there's also the chance if someone gets lucky that they might win a bit of land as well. Yeah, that's right. That's an, uh, um, an initiative we announced. Uh, the par 3, uh, 1,362 metres in the fourth round on Sunday. Any um, Anybody who aces the hole will... We'll win a, a block of land here, valued at about five hundred thousand Australian dollars. So with the prize money one and a half million dollars, it's two million bucks up for grabs. That's the PGA of Australia chief executive Brian Thorburn. Wellington Phoenix striker Roy Krishna has had a busier off season than most, but says he can't wait for the new A League football campaign to kick off. The twenty nine year old captained Fiji in the Oceania Nations Cup in June and led his country at the Rio Olympics, scoring an historic goal against Mexico. But with four preseason games now under his belt, Christian is already counting down to Saturday's opening match of the season against Melbourne City. I'm feeling great, you know, like it's been a long preseason and just can't wait till season to start and yeah, body's looking good so I can't wait. It's been a big few months for you of course, the end of the previous campaign uh, and then obviously you have had World Cup qualifiers, you've had uh, the Olympic campaign, so uh, all very new, very exciting? Yeah, you know, like I said, my body's uh, handling pretty good and, uh, you know, it's been a great experience, uh, especially with the, the Rio. And, uh, yeah, look, like I said, you know, coming back, I gained a lot of knowledge and uh, hopefully I can show it on the field. Was Rio what you expected or is it, you know, you can't really expect what, what it was like over there? People ask me, like, how is it, you know, in the Rio, you've got to be actually there to kind of uh, feel the atmosphere, but like I say, it was unbelievable and it's going to be with me for the rest of my life. Did you feel a sense of pressure over there? Um, obviously, um, as the first Fijian, you know, team to represent in football and to represent Oceania as well, I mean, or, or was it 
just enjoyment and, and see how you go. It wasn't about pressure. I think uh, it was just something that, uh, like I say, lifetime duty. So we just was just enjoying every moment of it. You know, playing against some of the big clubs and uh, big players who playing in some professional environment with Arsenal, Dortmund, and German leagues. You know, so you know, coming up, uh, coming up, uh, up against them, it was something special. And I think the boys learn a lot from it. And not just for you, for a lot of your Olympic teammates, they travelled to Spain, they travelled to uh, Brazil prior to the Olympics, so, you know, uh, an important sort of experience and, uh, you know, touring and uh, getting that international exposure that, that they wouldn't have otherwise got if you hadn't qualified. Yeah, like I said, you know, it was a great opportunity for them to show what they can do outside the, the Australian region and, um, you know, it was, they were quite struggling with the cold in, uh, I think, in Spain. So, but they were, I was... Like I said, you know, they had a great opportunity to go out there and show what they can do and hopefully they can get uh, some professional clubs and uh, hopefully they can do it. And uh, you've adjusted to the cold here in Wellington pretty much now, almost three years you've been here. Uh, how, how do you feel you've changed as a player from when you first signed for the club to now? I think uh, I've changed a lot, you know, like I said, in my, in my playing career, like um, back in Auckland I was kind of, kind of a bit relaxed back and uh, kind of enjoying it. But now there's every week you've got to perform and that's what I, I love the pressure about and uh, with the coaches and um, the squad we have I know and they're helping me a lot in my soul career so far. And there is a bit more pressure on the squad this season obviously last year didn't quite get where the fans were hoping you've got some recruitments coming up front to help you out you know that must fill you with a bit of confidence that you've got some real strike power and that you guys can do something good. Yeah you know with the signing of Guy and uh, uh, Costa that uh, they, they're the champions in their um, previous club so they bring this uh, winning mentality to this club and um, you know, like I said you know, great, we've got a great signing on paper I think you just got to show you on the field and, uh, How have you felt in pre-season playing alongside those new guys? Uh, Gee's unbelievable like I said you know, you can see he's very confident on the ball and I just, we just need to be making the perfect runs here in the box and uh, getting this uh, through balls and just getting the opportunity to be in the right place at the right time to score goals And uh, after this wait you must be looking, you know, chomping at the bit to actually get out there for that game against Melbourne City and get things underway? Yeah, like I said, it's been a long pre-season, so I, I can't wait to get out there next weekend and play. And uh, can you make a prediction for the Phoenix this season? Or? Our target is to get in the top two and uh, like I said, you know, we just got to perform each week as it comes across, but like I said, you know, we, every team is great and uh, you're looking for the league to start. That's Fiji's Wellington Phoenix striker Roy Krishna. Rugby League history will be made this weekend when Toa Samoa hosts the Fiji Bati in Apia. It's the first time a full test match will be played in the region. Rugby League Samoa's president, Tangaloa Fa'afuina Sua, says it's set to be a great occasion. Very significant, really, not only for Samoa, but for the Asia-Pacific region as well. This is the first ever sanctioned full international test match in the Asia-Pacific, and now it's good to have it in Samoa. Obviously, uh, with a year or so out from the World Cup as well, I guess everyone's starting to think ahead to that tournament and start to you know, plan their squads and everything. I mean, what's the general feeling in, in Samoa at the moment? People are exciting. It's just a matter of Saturday come Saturday. The results will all depend on the coaches and the players, but that's something that's beyond our control. But um, overall, the people here are looking forward to the game. Quite a lot of supporters from Australia and New Zealand here in Samoa. So the influx of tourists and uh, many other supporters are, you know, started to arrive since last weekend. Yeah, and uh, obviously the squad that's been named by Coach Matt Parrish, you've got six new caps, I think, in there. Uh, a number of uh, young players with uh, NRL backgrounds. Um, so exciting to see some new faces in the Toa team. Yes, 
bit worried, but um, you know that's footy, and you need to give the the opportunity to other potential players that you feel and believe that they can carry the, the Samoan uh, flag and the jersey in, in the next few more years. And I guess for those players, and obviously a lot of the others that have been called up, because there are, I guess, quite a few, you know, big names missing. The likes of Frank Pritchard, the likes of Antonio Winterstein, um, obviously Joey Lelua, um who played so well this season. Um, so it gives an opportunity for some of these guys this weekend to try and stake a claim and, and suggest that they should be in the team long term. Exactly, and that's the um, the gotcha. You know, in the last few years, you've got to trust whoever you select, no matter what. Those are the chosen ones to, to play the game and play for, for your country. And, and it's footy, you cannot rely on uh, players every now and then because injuries is inevitable and uh, other commitments that players and uh, have. So it's, but at least you have no nothing because all the players they understand how the selection process is going and also part of the succession planning going forward. And uh, you know the way the Pacific Test program works. Obviously, Samoa play the Polynesian Cup against Tonga and PNG take on Fiji. So it's been a few years, hasn't it, since you've actually played Fiji in a Test match? I think at the last World Cup. So it must be nice to renew that rivalry in a full Test again. Exactly. And I'm sure that will change next year. And news yet to come that the changes. And uh, but it's good for Fiji to have to play Samoa for this celebration because we're not in the same pool as Fiji because we're in the same pool with Tonga for the World Cup 2017. So it's a good fit and a good part of the preparation for all the teams. That's the Rugby League Samoa president Tangaloa Fa'afuina Sua. And there's also a full program of matches on Saturday with a women's game between two local high schools an under-16s clash, and the Toa Samoa residents going up against New South Wales country. And that's the World in Sport for this week from RNZ International. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.